This is Agents Influence Podcast. I think sometimes listeners are saying, well, I don't want a huge agency. You don't have to have a huge agency, but unless you want to work until you can't work anymore, you have to have a passive income play. You have to be willing to grow the agency to at least have a couple of producers and support teams so that you can pull that off. So that's really the mind shift that I had when I was hanging out in the commercial real estate world and I was like, hey, wait a minute, our industry is exactly the same as this. We just don't talk about it. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast. Right now, where I am giving you conversations with Jason Cass. And today, I have Mr. Jeremy Goodrich on here. Now, you may say to yourself, because I know you're a little listener, and I've got really around three, 350 people of you that listen within the first 24 hours, which means you're a dedicated, loyal listener, and I appreciate that. And if it takes you a week or two, I mean, it doesn't mean you're not dedicated, but these are like roll, holy royal followers. And here's where you may think like, hey, weren't, wasn't he just on here, this Jeremy guy? He was. He was. And there was something that we ended up talking a little bit about at the end. And then we started talking about it afterwards. And I said, Jeremy, you got to come back on for that. Um, so basically, this whole podcast is pretty much going to be on that. Now, you know how uh, how Cass does it. Cass freaking gets off on 700 rants. So we'll get, we're going to rely on Jeremy to keep us flowing. But the thing is, we want to talk about some of this stuff, passive income and the way that you can use it in your agency and different ideas that you may have. So I'm really looking forward to this. So Jeremy, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Cass, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this, this evolution I've had in my journey and how I can help other agency owners do the same. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of, I mean, you have a passion for this. You have a thought process. You probably drove your wife crazy talking about this all the time and your friends, because I know how shit goes yep. like this when we have stuff in our head. So tell me, I mean, what's your thought here? Uh, what's your basis for this passive as you talk about? So I think it starts in the same place as probably every good conversation should. And so I want to ask you something like, Jason, when you sit down and you say, what do I want my life to look like in five years? What do I want it, us to be talking about the dinner table? What do I want Thanksgiving to look like? What are some of the top things that come to your mind that says success to you? Okay, that's important. I know it's funny. My wife and I laugh about it all the time, but um, I will think that I have reached the pinnacle of success when I'm in my yacht. I don't care if it's 30 feet long or if it's 50 <laughs> foot long, and I yeah. want to stand on the bow of it. As I have my wife drive it, I want to stand right on the end and I want to sing sailing. I know this sounds funny, but it's an actual true story. Loyal listeners, if you run into my wife, ask her. We laugh every time we hear it on the radio. But no, to be honest with you, something I want to do, something that I have done, um, when I'm 50, I want to have the attitude of I can do everything that I want to do. And I'm almost there now. I really, truly yeah. am. But when I was in Florida two times ago, I stood in front of 120 unit apartment building that sat right on the beach. And I said to myself, I want to run one of those. And I have no idea when to run one, but I'm going to go work and make $20 an hour and I'm going to learn for a year. And then I'm going to turn around and buy the thing and then create a business. At the end of the day, here's what I love, Jeremy. 
I'm moving a family in from Cuba. It's something that we've worked on for two years to get them. They're finally now in Mexico and we've submitted with United Customs and Integration to get them over here. And when we get him here, we're going to start a Cuban restaurant and I'm going to gift it to them. I started Pod Squad, which is what we build all of our podcasts off. I gifted yeah. that in our situation. Now, yeah. there were some things and the reasons why I gifted these things is because the magic is in the people who own the business. It's not in me. It, it helps me to have the go-go and the, and the vision to help them. But my overwhelming thing is, I mean, I have a lot of things. Cuba, um, I, I visit there already. I want to take my money and I want to invest in churches. I want to build churches in Cuba. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things that I'm looking at doing. But at the end of the day, I want to do exactly what has given me everything that I've given today. And that's been trying to put other people first and doing the best that I can. And I'm not perfect at it. Um, far from that. But that's what I want to do. And if I have the liberty and the freedom to do more of that, that to me is success. So you just did a great job of describing exactly what your vision is for success. And I hope that every single one of your listeners, if they haven't done that exercise before, said, what do I want life to look like in five years and made it just as crystal clear as you just gave us? I think that's something you should absolutely do. Yeah. What I believe is there's five freedoms that sit underneath Ooh. everyone's vision for success. Okay. And you just named all but one. And I bet when we get to the one that you didn't name, you'll say that you actually have some visions for that as well. So to be able to stand on the front of that yacht and have your wife driving it and be singing, you know, like you were saying. Sailing. You have to have money freedom, right? That's sort of mm -hmm. the first thing that people think, financial freedom. We hear that all the time, right? So money is the first freedom, but you also have to have time, right? Right. In my story, I'm starting to gain a lot more financial freedom. And I'll talk about that through our conversation, but I struggle. I sit at this desk that I'm talking to you from right now way too much, right? Time freedom is something that you have to have to be able to go to get on that yacht, to be able to go to Cuba to do the work you want to do, to be able to mm -hmm. go and help someone start a restaurant. All the things you talked about required the ability to leave your desk, right? So we got money and we got time. And a lot of people would say those are the two most important. And I think they are. They're kind of the things that open up the other three. But the next one is location freedom. So when you have money and time freedom, now you've, you suddenly have the ability to be in a different location. If you want to go somewhere for a week, we all can wrap our minds around that. That's just called a vacation, right? But what if you want to go somewhere for a month? What if you want to take a larger period of time? Do you have the freedom to do that? And I would say that's the third freedom. The fourth one, I loved how you described this, right? Um, it's the freedom to have meaningful relationships. You know that because of your financial success, because of the things that you have been able to do, you can gift someone a restaurant. You can do all the things you described. All of those are meaningful relationships. You even mentioned your wife on the yacht, which was nice. I'm sure she was glad to be there, right? And so the meaningful relationships with your spouse, with your children, with the other people you care about, whether that's members of your church, your community, whatever it is for you and your vision. So meaningful relationships is number four. And then you want to hear the one that you didn't mention, but which I one? think you care about. That's your personal health. Ooh. And so you all, you know, space, time, availability to make sure you're taking care of your own body, right? Whatever that means for you. Obviously, mm. you know, I love to go for a hike in the forest, in the woods, whatever. So those five freedoms, money, time, location, 
relationships and health. That's what we're really looking for. And every single person, if you say, hey, what does your life look like in five years? When they start to describe that to you, um, they're going to be talking about some version of a balance of those freedoms. Now, I know we're talking about passive income and I'm going to get into that. But I just wanted to start there because that is the foundation. If we start to think about success, if we start to manifest success using those five freedoms and saying, what does it mean to me? Then the journey we're going to go on in the rest of this conversation and how we can use active and passive income to get us to those freedoms has a lot more meaning. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Makes total sense. So in 2021, I did 75 hard. You remember that there's like yeah. that and and yeah. and upon doing that I said to myself I now have the availability of time that I actually can donate to my personal health and ever since then I've done my personal health I used to be a skinny rail now I actually have mass I run you know what I mean so it's amazing that I did I didn't have that actually in my vision and I and I want to include that in my vision next time so I'm glad that was pointed out but that is something that I think about all the time my wife is blown away I get I get up every morning between 4 and 4.45. I am at the gym by 5, 5.30. There's no way that the Jason 20 years ago was even thinking about that, you know? But, um, yeah. and I love what you say also, Jeremy, in manifesting. I don't yeah. think that, I think people hear that, they don't understand or they want to ignore it, but you literally can will something to happen for you. Mm. You literally can with positive thought and being able to make the right decisions and stuff like that time that being at the right place at the right time does have a lot to do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, I really, really like it. And I like location. I thought that was interesting because I'm moving to Florida um, this uh, this fall. So I just thought that was amazing because of the situation we're in. We're able to do that. You checked every one of those things (laughs) off for me. That was amazing, dude. That was amazing. And I think a lot of your listeners are sitting there in a lot of different scenarios, right? Maybe uh, someone is in a W-2 job just thinking about starting an agency and just trying to listen to this podcast for like, how do I even start, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe someone is sitting in their, you know, desk, working their butt off and feeling like they're working so hard inside their agency, but they can't figure out how to solve that. Or maybe someone like yourself is getting to that point where you can see some of those freedoms really becoming true. I think that it's easy to say the freedoms we just said, but I think what's so much more important about this conversation and what makes me so much more excited is what kind of path we can take, what kind of realistic path we can take. I'm not here to talk to you about, you know, making millions of dollars in less than a year or something like that. That is crazy. That's not what most of us can do. It certainly isn't what I'm doing, isn't the journey that I'm on. Agreed. So it really is how do we take step by step uh, processes with our agency? to succeed in this journey towards the five freedoms. So I'm down to go down that path with let's you do if it. you want to go with me, Jason. Let's okay. do it. We got about 10, 15 minutes. I like to keep them between 20 and 30 minutes. Let's roll. Yeah. All right. So we need a vehicle, right? We've got to have a vehicle if we want to go down this path. And most of us have chosen, if you're listening to this podcast, you've chosen your vehicle. Your vehicle is your agency, right? So that is your plane. And I think that we have to understand that there's multiple different layers of how you make money with your plane, right? You've left your W-2 job. You've gone from being an employee to being self-employed. That's step one. And that's so important. And so then you're just self-employed though. You're still trading your time for money, right? For the first seven years that I had an agency from 2013 to 2020, 
I was just trading time for money. It was becoming more and more money, which is exciting, right? You know, you're just trading time. time for money. And so that is active income, right? You've got active income coming in the door. Maybe you're making $30,000 that first year when you're just trying to get by and build that agency book. Maybe you're making 50, 60, 70, $100,000 as you grow your book of business. That's your active income. What I love that most people don't think about though, as they're growing that is you are starting to grow passive income. If you've ever thought about selling your agency, it has value. You're growing an asset. That asset isn't going to give you any money right now unless you turn around and sell it. And I don't think it's a good, I mean, obviously the different people, different places, but you know, uh, until you sell that asset, it is not actual money to you. It is not actual cash flow, but it is a potential passive income for the future. And so really understanding that every time you write a piece of business, every time you add to the size of your book, you're making a little bit of passive income. Now that's not the best kind of passive income. Well, until you sell, but that is a part of it. And so you're self-employed, but you don't have anything and you have a little bit of assets, but you don't have an autopilot bus button. And the autopilot bus button is where the mentality changes for agency owners. And you really start thinking about the fact that the business you are self-employed inside of, if you can learn how to hit autopilot, that business can make you passive income that you're not working on. And a lot of sense, times Jason? it can run yeah. a lot smoother with you out of the damn way. <laughs> yeah, the, absolutely, right? You start to learn the other people. And so the passive income journey is, is when I think you really start to become a business owner and stop being self-employed. So you're in the middle, you're in the way, you're the bottleneck as your business gets bigger. You're hiring all these service folks and not hiring any producers because you don't think anybody knows how to do it or is going to be capable of succeeding. And you become the bottleneck because you cannot hit autopilot. And so the way to hit autopilot is starting to hire revenue generating members of your team. Jason, you have producers, I would imagine. Yes, right? yes. Absolutely. When did you start hiring producers? 2019 okay 2020, how many probably uh, 2020 i took advantage are, of all these good people getting laid off yeah absolutely so we have and four, so we have five producers okay and do you look how do you look at uh do, do you look at when you're looking at your producers how much rented revenue they generate for your agency now rented revenue how, how much revenue they revenue i thought you your, said something oh absolutely yeah. we know exactly how much revenue how much revenue they generate doesn't mean that we're keeping that income as of right now, <laughs> right. but you know. Right. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So you've got revenue generating um, individuals, producers in your agency. Can you take a week off and will your agency work without you? Last summer, I took a five-week vacation. And did your agency fall apart? My, my agency 
my agency sells more and more every year month because I get the hell out of the way more and more. So, okay. And that is hitting autopilot. So your agency is at a point in the journey where you can hit autopilot for five weeks and probably longer, and it would longer. still continue to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where you realize that you have passive income coming in. Now, all of a sudden you've used your active income, you've lifted your agency up on top, you know, through your hard work. Now you're not trading time for money in the same way you were before. Now other people are bringing in revenue. And even if you're not getting to keep all that revenue, if you're going to get to keep any of that revenue, if there's a difference between the revenue they bring in and the expenses that it costs to run it, you get to keep that and you didn't have to make it. And I think that is ultimately the goal, right? Because when you have that, now you can, now you make money when you're sleeping. You know, if you listen in the commercial real estate world, commercial real estate is my niche. And this is where I realized this. I was listening to commercial real estate investors have this conversation we're having right now. Apartments or office buildings mm -hmm. bring in this passive income. You buy it, you know, then it starts to cash flow. And as long as you have things in place and systems in place, it starts to make you money. I was like, you know what? My insurance agency is just as good as that commercial real estate at the exact same thing. It's just that instead of buildings generating cash flow, I have to have producers generate cash flow. And I think that was the real eye-opening huh. moment that passive income is your business, right? And so that's the journey that I'm on is really how can I add revenue generating individuals and really look at it as a passive income flow? If I want to so, make money, I can be a, a yeah, sorry. Go no, right no, 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 no. So, so <laughs> that is my only job at the agency is to train the producers. Right. That, is my, that is my job. I'm very, very good at at being able to produce specifically prospect. And so that is one of the things that I have to do. So that's the only time that I would be missed over those five weeks is when they have those. I mean, they come in here constantly throughout the day, you know, asking me mm -hmm. questions on this and that or this account. So definitely can see that. Definitely can see that. I, I can see. Um, I also slightly see mentorship as a form of success. I feel as if I, now that I'm able to give back to those who taught, who were uh, in lieu of those who taught me, I really consider that success. Yeah, meaningful relationships. It's back yeah, to that. Yeah, right? that's what I was looking at over here, number four. Yeah. So you're really at a level where, if we use the plane metaphor, you have a small commercial airplane, right? You are still needed to be there. You still have to be there to take off and you still have to be there to land, right? You still have to be there, but you can hit autopilot for a period of time. And that plane will fly to the destination that you're taking it to. Now you want to land it like and then that. take off again. And so you're continuing. You kind of have that commercial airline thing. And I think no matter what size we want our agency to be, and I think sometimes listeners are saying, well, I don't want a huge agency. You don't have to have a huge agency. But unless you want to work until you can't work anymore, you have to have a passive income play. You have to be willing to grow the agency to at least have a couple of producers and support teams so that you can pull that off. So that's right. really the mind shift that I had when I was hanging out in the commercial real estate world. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Our industry is exactly the same as this. We just don't talk about it. enough." Correct. And instead of putting on a new roof and the ongoing expenses you have of a house or a place you're renting an apartment, we have that same thing, right? We have licensing. We have CE. We have constant education. My time is worth money, and I'm out there um, having to do that. Um, no, that, that makes total sense. And, and so sometimes we think to ourselves like, 
We know some of the common sense answers, but why, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that somebody is going to work on our behalf and, do, and generate revenue, it's mind-boggling that someone wouldn't do that. Now, here's one thing I want to throw out here, loyal listeners, and to you, Jeremy. I really hear that the industry is having a hard time hiring, right? So it's a huge problem, everybody says. And I'm going to paint this with a big, broad brush stroke. So bear with me, loyal listeners, if you don't think this is you. I think your culture sucks. That's the reason why you can't hire. And I'm going to just tell you because I talk to agencies every day, including us. We're not having a hard time hiring. You know, we're getting people that are referring to us or we have some of our employees. Every one of my guys that are coming in or someone referred them to us, right? Because they know the type of culture. We're definitely not perfect and we're definitely building it. But then I talk to agents all the time, especially in the mastermind. Yeah, some of them are having a hard time because they just lost somebody that they weren't expecting and they're really trying to find. Really, they can find somebody. It's hard to find someone with 25 years experience like the person you left, right? But actually finding somebody, but no one wants to take the time to invest in them. No one wants to take the time to invest their time in them. If we know that somebody is going to produce $100,000 in revenue for us in, in three years, why are we not investing? Because we have to take the time to train them. I don't think we know how to take the time to train them. I don't think yeah. we know how to, to I, I just, we don't want to hold them accountable, right? These are the things that agents are bad at, hiring, firing, and holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that that is the issue. It's not so much the issue of, of, of well, there's just nobody to hire. I mean, we've yeah. been saying that for three fucking years, and there's never been more people on, in there looking for a job. Really think about that. You know, and it's and about so, building culture, right? Like you've got to build the culture from the foundation. And if you're small and you've never hired a producer before, one of the hardest parts is creating the culture. When you have five producers, now you have a culture that you've built and that starts to snowball mm-hmm. on top of itself, right? For folks who've never had a producer before who are bringing one person in, it really is hard. You don't have much Absolutely. in the way of a culture, right? But you just have to build, take care of your team train people really Mm. well, have those foundational workflows and foundational systems that make working for you awesome, and then really build from there. And you can have a whole show about that. If you're doing it right and you're producing business, you're making more money than you need. And if you're willing to accept that you don't need to be rich today, but you don't want to work forever, you will make enough money that you can afford to hire somebody else. One of the best things that we did, and I, I really came to this conclusion when I was in January at the One City World Tour. Nothing specific for this event, but I go to a lot of these events. I'm invited to these events and I go to them. And I sit in the back and I think to myself over and over, I think I'm hearing the same issues over and over from the same agents and everything. And I started thinking to myself, like it. one of the things that Ryan Hanley recently did, one of the things that I recently did, one of the things that Mike Fusco recently did, these are, uh, these are agents that are out there that we talk, is we hired COOs. The problem is not the fact, the problem is you, Mrs. and Mr. Insurance Agency Owner. And right. it's nothing bad. Don't take it personally when I say that. It, it took me. I, I told you, um, we hired, started hiring in, 2000, in 2020. I hired a couple other people before that that were service people. Every one of them sucked. Mm-hmm. I finally went to Travis and I said, Travis, my 50% business partner, I said, Travis, I suck at hiring. I am terrible at it. I can train them when you yeah. get the good ones, but I am terrible at this. And I went to him 15 times with things that I am bad at. Company relations. I am terrible at company relations. I hate meeting with freaking company people. So I, I, I delegated that out, right? 
And that's the thing that people, when it comes down to it, Jeremy, they don't want to delegate. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Billy Williams told me, he said, Jason, he says, there's three things that you should delegate everything except for three things. Your, per- your relationships, ironically enough, you can't delegate that. You can't yep. delegate your knowledge and you can't delegate your legal responsibilities. But everything else should be delegated. Because at a certain point in time, you should not be doing that thing. And you should constantly be doing that. I, Jeremy, have come to the point in time where I'm addicted, addicted to, to delegating things now. Um, I, I mean, we have VEs that are doing things and I'm realizing they do it so much better than me. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't I do this before? Not only do I have more time, but I have, I, I'm, I have better results. You know, so, so it's just really, really yeah. wild. It's taken me a while, but I want to say this to loyal listeners. It's taken me a while to get there by busting my ass that has now allowed me to do these other things. One of the things I tell my 18-year-old son all the time, Jeremy, is he wants to be like dad today. He wants to be, he wants his girlfriend to be like mom today. He never saw us when we were 20 and 21 and 23 at his age and realizing like, no, we didn't have a pot to piss in, man. You know what I mean? And we were trying to figure out, no joke, on the third day I brought my son home from the hospital, my very first one, we lost our electric because we didn't pay the bill. I mean, seriously, <laughs> this is how poor we were. Yeah. And I'm trying yeah. to explain this to my son. So anyways, funny No, stuff. I think that's exactly right. And I think on the topic of delegation, like one of the things I've learned is as soon as you delegate something, you never want to do it again. It's a step backwards, <laughs> well said. you know, and- and once you start realizing that, it's like, wait a minute, like if I can keep doing this, you know, the last thing I would ever want to do is step back into writing home and auto insurance. I know there's a lot of listeners that are doing that right now and keep doing it. It's awesome. Grow that book of business. I loved it while I was there until I had someone else do it and was like, wait a minute, someone else can do this and I can still make money off of it. And now the idea of doing that would be going backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're always taking that next step and leaping and delegating, you're going to find success and ultimately find those five freedoms in the exact way that you manifested them. Maybe it'll take a few years. Maybe it'll take five years, but uh, you can get there. So Jeremy, one of the things I think is cool as we wrap up here, I thought this was very interesting as you went through your five. So I have a, a podcast I've done and a blog I've written, and it's called The Five Truths of Insurance. Mm -hmm. And what it talks about is I've noticed that a lot of people who have taught me over the time have taught me things that are not true. And it's prevented me from being the person that I could be, right? Um, For instance, and I'll give you an example. Um, Things like you need a lot of carriers to be able to write a lot of business. That's actually opposite of being true. You don't, the more carriers you have, the less efficient you are, the more your staff is going out. You got to remember underwriting requirements, all the stuff you loyal listeners know. But we've been told that, right? We've been told these things, that that's what you do. If this, then that. If I write this, I'll get that. So the guy comes in and he wants you to write just his motorcycle. And you say, yeah, where's your auto and home? And he says, down the road at State Farm. And your immediate thought is, well, maybe if I write this, I'll get that. And we never do. Very rarely. Now there's agents out there right now that are going, Jason, no, let me tell you. Okay, out of 100, you had three. All right. But the fact is you wasted your time on the other 97 writing a a motorcycle policy. And And so anyways. So we have these lies, and I have these things. I call them lies to really, that was, that was my clickbait. Mm-hmm. Right. The lies that we tell ourselves that prevent us from the five truths. And the five truths are this, ironically enough, is flexible schedule. I tell everybody that I hire, you don't understand, because a lot of them are in their 20s and don't have kids yet. 
I tell them, you have no idea the value within three to five years when you have kids that you will never miss a game. You can do whatever you want to do mm -hmm. and flexible schedule. It's, it's, it's the truth of insurance. Second one is financial freedom, which ironically enough, see, we're going down this line. As you're mentioning this, I'm like, <laughs> um, so all the things we know there. Number three is a community leader. So it doesn't, whatever your community is, whether it's a baseball team, whether it's leading the Elks, whether it's be involved in the PTA, you now have the free to financial freedom and the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy, Jeremy, I'm telling you, <laughs> to do this. Number four for me is empire builder. You, mm -hmm. You're allowed to build your own empire. Yes, you work for the insurance alliance, but I tell this to my team all the time. They're on the side of the, on this wall listening to me. Like you're in charge of this empire. And when you, we don't grow unless you grow your empire. So what resources do we need to give you? What do we have to do, right? And that allows me to do that. And then the fifth one is mentorship. I believe that, and I think that has to do with relationships. It wants me to give back and to build those relationships. So those kids and those people out there that are trying to build a best life. I'll end with this and I want you to wrap this up, Jeremy, but I love insurance because it's taken me places I never thought I would go. I've met people I never thought I would meet and I've given my family the life that I never thought that I could give them. And my goal is, is over when I sell my agency, I hope it's someone young and it happens to them. And I hope they sell the agency to somebody else and it happens to them. And I want it to continue on as, as far as it can be. So um, what do you say about that wrapping up here at this? Uh, it's been a great podcast, I must say. Yeah, I, can't, I couldn't say it better myself, right? The entire intention is to find success and happiness, right? Like kids, you ask them what they want to be when they grow up and they give you some job or something. You know, it's like what, what they should want to be is happy. And I think that that's what we're trying to Very be well too. Said. And sometimes we get caught up in the neg in, in like the, the persona of an insurance agent. And it, underneath that veil is just the life that you want, the life that your intentions will provide for you wow. if you can put the things together. To make that happen your insurance business your agency is just a veil of what you really want out of life and to get so very very interesting i broke it down one time in another blog that there's three types of agents there's the agent that will you will have to drag them out of their agency dead right there's mm -hmm. other agencies that just do it because they want to do something else um like you know the, it, it, it justifies their expensive uh fishing hobby they have right, right. Yeah. Or number three is I'm just in it just so I can sell and move on to the next thing, which any one of those is okay, right? It right. just depends on what it is. But dude, what a fantastic time. I mean, what do you guys think about this? Was it was it good? Yeah, they like it. I mean, I, I guess if they're going to like it, that's just the way it should be. So anyways, um, no, I mean, I do appreciate you coming on. And this was a really, really positive podcast. Sometimes we don't get it all the time. And we actually stayed on topic. I didn't get too rantful. I thought that was okay, I keep you on topic, dude. Yeah, you did. I appreciate yeah. that very much. Uh, you're also somebody to very good to have on. So I want to make sure if I ever need a host, I'm going to reach out to you. I do that occasionally when I get people that I want to get somebody else because I don't feel confident that I could ask them the right question. So sure. uh, I do appreciate you on here. Thank you very much. And uh, loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's good, Rich, and we are out. Are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication? It's time you switch to a solution that keeps the team connected seamlessly. Introducing Lightspeed Voice, your gateway to a revolutionary VoIP system designed to elevate your business communications to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get 
feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs, whether it's video, conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding. Lightspeed Voice, they've got you covered. They got my agency covered at the Insurance Alliance. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers a seamless integration, making the switch to our VoIP system a breeze. Our expert support team, that's what they're known for, is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and efficient transition for your business. That's right. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool. It's a strategic investment in your business success. It is. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. It's a win-win, and it is. You can put that money somewhere else. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. Visit our website or call now to schedule a demo and see firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communications. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync. CAS approved.